Hello, my name is Emily Jansen, and this is the Leadership is Female podcast. We interview women in the sports and entertainment businesses to teach you the tips and the mindset that will get you to the top faster. Marion Wright Edelman said, you can't be what you can't see. Let's bring visibility to women who are crushing it in their roles. Join us week after week, season after season, as we reach back to extend a hand to pull you forward. We will lead you forward because leadership is female. Laura Barnard founded Breakthrough Brands with a no limits mindset. By empowering women and her LGBTQIA community to break barriers, Barnard is on a mission to close gender gaps in leadership. Leveraging her two decades of experience in marketing and branding, Laura has focused her agency on building brands for those boldly leading us into the future. In just three years, Laura and her team have guided over 100 leaders to take action. Through partnerships with women's sports networks, associations, and corporate affinity groups, Laura is building community while amplifying the strengths of female leadership. Collaboration is central to her personal brand. A former D1 athlete at Harvard, I might add, she has experienced the power of teamwork and the importance of each teammate. She brings energy, openness, and perseverance to collaboration efforts while motivating others to self-actualize into clear and confident contributors. While previously leading strategy for iconic global brands such as Haribo, Werther's, and Skittles, as well as contributing to advisory boards for emerging startups such as Power Forward and Fork Food Lab, Laura understands that great brands can play into creating external impact. Her background in psychology from Harvard and an MBA in marketing strategic management from University of Chicago have informed her belief that great brands start with great leadership. As she builds brands for purpose-driven leaders, she aligns with her drive to end prejudice, eliminate discriminatory obstacles, and advance equity. Laura is securing a more equitable world for those around her, one where her life, Lindsay Gaskins, their three daughters, and powerful women like them are empowered to lead the way. So let's hear from Laura and feel empowered to use our voice and elevate our personal brand. Let's go. All right. Welcome to the Leadership is Female podcast, Laura Barnard. She is the founder of Breakthrough Brands, leadership and branding expert. We are so excited to have you today, and I would love if you would introduce yourself to the audience. Thank you, Emily. It's great to see you this morning. Um, We were just commiserating on our common uh, hatred of laundry and the earbuds that fall out of our ears. So we we have a lot in common, but I'm excited to have this conversation with you today and want to just say grateful for Laura Dixon for connecting us uh, in the first place in in this network that we have. And I'm excited to collaborate with you uh, in in many ways going forward. But for today, um, introductions, let's let's talk about Breakthrough Brands. Um, So I am the founder of Breakthrough Brands. We are a leadership branding agency. Uh, We started in 2019. Um, prior to that, I'd spent about 15 years in the consumer packaged good industry uh, in brand management and marketing. So kind of grew up in that business. Um, and prior to that, I was a psychology major and a basketball player at Harvard University. Um, and that's really where a lot of the, the seeds were planted in terms of the leadership philosophies that we bring to life and our, our team approach to collaborating with women leaders. Yeah. And um, speaking of things in common, we're both Chicagoans too. Yes. I'm now a West Coaster, but you're you're back there. So listeners, I'm sure you're going to yes. hear us uh, just really 
really going at it with these accents. Yes. We're, I'm going to go <laughs> deep for my, my most Chicago accent for you all. So I, 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 we lived on the East coast a, a little bit, you know, about four years and it almost got, you know, drawn out of me, but it's now that we're back, it's, it's rearing its head. So. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, let's talk about Harvard for yeah. a minute because we sure. can't over that incredible accomplishment. You were an athlete and then you went on to get your MBA at the university of Chicago how did this prestigious education help shape you as the leader you are today? Yeah, I, so it was now decades ago. So I look back um, to, to, you know, it was almost the last century, which is someone someone joked about that I was there that long ago. And I think about the the opportunity to go to Harvard. Quick backstory, uh, you know, I come from a family where uh, my mom did not go to college. No, no women in her, her family had, had the opportunity to go to college my own family, my, you know, my dad kind of put himself through night school and did a four-year degree in about two years as a very young man. My brothers, one went to college, one didn't go to college. So kind of a mixed bag in terms of higher education. And I had set out pretty early on that I wanted to, um, I knew I wanted to play sports in, in college. I was a really avid athlete um, in soccer and basketball and pretty much any sport. Um, but I also really had high academic standards for myself. And I wanted to find that perfect match of both those things, high academics, high athletics, and uh, was, you know, right place, right time with being recruited um, by the Ivy League, some of the, the the teams there, and had the opportunity to fly out to Cambridge uh, and meet the coach at Harvard Bas- Basketball, uh, now retired, but Kathy Delaney-Smith. And I, I knew at that moment, uh, being on campus there, meeting the coach, meeting some of the players, that that was really the culture that I wanted to be in, the place I wanted to be, and I knew I was going to learn a lot um, from from a wide range of folks there. So it was a really, uh, you know, amazing opportunity for for a, a kid like me growing up, um, you know, west western suburbs of Chicago and to really fall into that place. I found a home there and I really developed uh, my love of learning, my love of of team sports and my love of leadership. You know, post, post-university, post-grad yeah. school, you began your career in marketing, working for yes. iconic brands yep. like Haribu, which is a favorite in our house. Yes. Uh, we're <laughs> there. Talked about that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry and, about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. There, currently there's a couple of bags of those downstairs considering yes. we're recording Google, on Valentine's um, Day. Safekeeping, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Werther's and Skittles as well. Yeah. These are iconic marketing brands. What were the fundamentals that you developed and discovered when working on these brands? Yeah. So yeah, I look back. Um, a lot of these brands are are so bad for your teeth, but they're very de- delicious and um, enjoyable. But uh, I, I look back to the experiences I had with with Wrigley Mars as a great, you know, large CPG company. And CPG is consumer packaged goods. For those of you out there who may not know, but I looked at that CPG category as a place. Um, early on for to learn about what what brand management was, what marketing was. I had had really no experience prior to my internship with Mars Wrigley uh, in between that first and second year of business school in terms of what what is this whole profession. And it really uh, at Mars Wrigley and then onto the, my roles at, at Haribo and, and others, it really is all about consumer insights and understanding who you're serving, what makes you unique, what makes you different, and how you deliver in a way that's most relevant to that consumer. So there's the four Ps of marketing and the three Cs and all these theories and philosophies and frameworks that I was taught and I read about and I studied. But at the end of the day, it's marketing and branding is all about knowing your consumer. And I look at these big companies that have launched these iconic you know, global brands that are beloved, and they really have a handle on who their consumer is, how to be relevant with them, how to reach them with, with products, with communication, 
um, with these touch points that make them really a part of their lives. Yeah. And you mentioned another lesson that you learned while working for two decades in the marketing industry yep. is the value of the team and the individual teammates. Tell us more about this lesson and why it's one that really stands out in your career. Yeah. Well, early on, you know, in, in those early Mars Wrigley days and being, you know, the idea of being a brand manager, you think it's it's one person running a brand and, and really the role of a brand manager uh, was often described as almost like the hub of a wheel where you're you're almost a general manager of that business and your 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 hub has spokes off into different functions of the business. So imagine finance, consumer insights, supply chain, packaging, you know, the factory, all these different folks where you're not their boss per se by title, but you're responsible for the for the for that brand and that business. And you are at, at the helm almost the quarterback of that of that team and those cross-functional teams that come into place at these large companies. That's how the businesses are run. And I learned early on, you know, one person is um, yes, you know, it was my responsibility wearing that hat as a brand manager, but you're part of a team and you have to know who's on your team, what they can bring to the table, how you have to work together. And someone has to be kind of leading that process through um, the annual planning cycles and the execution, making sure that you're delivering on what you, you say you're going to do. And I learned very early on to know, you know, quick assessment, strengths, weaknesses, who can do what, what am I uniquely good at? What is this person next to me uniquely good at? And putting those puzzle pieces together to create the whole. And that that team mentality that one person can't do it alone um, really stuck with me. And we take that same team approach, that collaborative approach into our work today as we help build the leadership brands of, of women. Yeah, well, there's so many synergies throughout your career, starting back, I don't know, it was pre-college because yep. that, that athlete mentality yes. of teamwork and yep. understanding your individual teammates, you're carrying that through today. The work that you put in to iconic brands and understanding consumer insights is so relevant today in your work and breakthrough yeah. brands and talking about individual branding. So breakthrough brands. All right. We got to, we got to geek out on this. Let's break and, it down. <laughs> yes. And talk about your company and its goal to advance female leadership and secure a more equitable future. Yes. What is the work that you're doing and why is now the time? Yes. Well, thank you. And you know, that kind of mission statement that you see there on our site is, is um, more than just words on the page, right? It's really something that we're, we're seeking to live into and, and with our clients seeking to push others to live into. And we are starting with this belief that the world will be a better place when more women lead. There's tons of studies and research, and we have access to a lot of these data points on our website. But when women lead, good things happen. Um, innovation follows, inclusion follows, safe places to work follow, uh, business growth follows. So quantitatively and qualitatively, when women are in senior leadership positions, good things happen. And ultimately, it's a more equitable place for all women and men included. So with that premise, with that belief, what role can we play as, as a small, you know, small but mighty agency navigating and trying to work both one-on-one -on -one with women leaders and with groups of women leaders towards that mission? So the role that we play in advancing and closing those the gender gap that exists in leadership is really equipping women leaders with very strong intentional leadership brands. A leadership brand is you know bringing fully who you are in terms of your strengths, talents, abilities, your purpose, your mission, your vision into what you do, your words, your decisions, your actions, and really being very clear about that. So we want to equip these women to be clear on who they are, clear on how they express themselves to the world and connect the dots of the impact that they're seeking and really give them that confidence to go after that thing that they want to see change in the world, right? And it could be within their team or organization, within their industry, within society. And we're 
playing us, you know, a humble role on their journeys, but we're really trying to equip them, be that shot in the arm, be that dose of confidence and clarity that they need through that strong brand to make, to make a difference um, in the, in their profession and in their careers. Where do you think most women are getting tripped up in this process and why aren't women using their voices? Yeah, uh, great question. And, you know, there's a lot of, we've heard the the metaphors of the glass ceiling or the broken rungs, or there's there's a lot of external factors that are, are barriers uh, to women in, in terms of advancing in leadership. There's, you know, societal and there's uh, bias, all these things that are out there, these pressures, right? I would say the largest barrier, however, is the one that's in, internal to, to women. And, and this is something, um, and we, we've talked a bit about, and, and I have personally lived through, and there's different labels for it and names for it. Imposter syndrome gets thrown around, but I, I think about this, the host of internal barriers that exist in our mind about who we are, what is our potential, um, what we can ask for, what we can demand, um, our value, our role in the world. And it's, it's, it's that the inner voice that tells us when we can't, or we shouldn't, or when our confidence gets, gets uh, kind of shaken a bit, right. Those internal barriers, I think that is most significant, significantly holding us back. And I think the work that we do, you know, we're not, uh, I did study, I studied psychology in college, but I'm not a psychotherapist, but we're trying to, a lot of it is rooted in psychology in mindset um, and getting working through those internal barriers, and then thinking about okay, externally, which what what are the barriers outside of myself that I can uh, credibly go after breaking down? And it could be I, I'm I'm setting out to be the first female you know GM of an MLB team, right? That's a that's a, a societal barrier that has, has existed that I want to set a goal for myself to break through. So we think about you got to get through those internal barriers first before you cast out there and set out for that external barrier that you want to break. So it's all. A lot of you know the really heavily lean on the metaphor of breaking through barriers, but it really starts with that those internal barriers breaking those down. Yeah. So would you say that's the first step? And like, how do you get into that work to start to make progress, breaking down those internal barriers, so that we could use our impactful, powerful voices to impact the business community, our families, and the world. Yes. Great question. I think so. Yes, it, it does start with a lot of internal work and in, in our process, you know, we call it from generally speaking, our discovery process, right? Where we get a lot of insights from, from the client and also insights from those who are their champions in their life, who know them best as a leader. And this could be a mix of personal, professional uh, mentors, former colleagues, et cetera. But we really uh, immerse ourselves in the client and encourage them to immerse in, in their selves. So this, the, the journey of discovery absolutely begins with um, self-awareness and, and we encourage through guided self-reflection exercises, folks to get really clear on uh, internally things like strengths, talents, abilities, but, but deeper than that purpose, mission, vision, motivations, beliefs. These are kind of, we're unpacking this idea of, of their individual why, you know, we talk about the, the great Simon Sinek's start with why, right? But we really want to get them clear on who they are and, and knowing themselves and being unafraid and unabashed about talking and being clear about what makes them special, unique, talented, gifted in the world and, and putting a light on that for them. So that the whole process starts with putting a lens of resiliency and positive psychology and self-awareness, uh, and we're guiding this. So it's not, you know, like a magic wand, like go do this, but we have to guide folks through this, but it all, it really starts with them getting clear on knowing who they are. Well, I love the discovery process, how it includes internal reflection, but also external. Yes. What are the people in your circle saying about you and yes. 
there's a lot of different ways to address who those people are, whether it's it's a mentor or a colleague or someone who's working in, you know, underneath you or yeah. your boss or, you know, your buddy. Like there's, yeah, a, there's exactly. a lot of ways we could define those people. How important is it that women define their circle and make sure that the voices that are, you know, the loudest in their ears are ones yes. that are supportive and encouraging of their journey? Yep. I love it. It talks a little about that, that inner voice that creates these barriers for us. These are outside voices that allow us and encourage us to kind of break down those, those internal barriers a little bit. And it's, it's a trusted circle. We, um, we, we call these folks, your key stakeholders. They're, they're invested in you. They're along with you on this journey. We, we also sometimes refer to them as your champion. So these are people who, who are your cheerleaders, who do support you, who, you know, quote unquote, have your back in, in, in life. And I think it's so important to let those outside voices, those trusted outside voices, um, you know, let them in, so to speak, and let them help build you up. Um, and it's not artificially manufacturing things. It's they, they see you for who you really are. And, and sometimes in ways that we can't see our own selves and where, where, where we might be reluctant to self-promote or put a light on something about ourselves. These folks want to put that spotlight on those things because they know that's what makes us uh, unique as leaders. They know that's what is required to make a difference in the world. And we, we think about these champions or these stakeholders as having the really unique ability to help um, cast a vision for you. So get you out of the moment of the day to day and uh, whatever your present tense is and kind of cast you positively into the future and into your into your greatest potential as a leader. And these are not things we can find on the internet about you. These are maybe not things we learn from our discovery interview with you, but these folks tell us things that are, you know, they open the aperture, they open the possibilities and they, they are very encouraging and very positive. And they're not just puffery or nice things. They're rooted in good intent and really kind of being, being with shoulder to shoulder with that person on their, their life's journey. So those interviews are, are probably the most valuable part of our discovery process. In addition to the homework that we do, obviously in the insights gathering, but we learn a lot from those folks and the champion aspect of them, they stay with these folks through our project work and, and, you know, for the long haul with, with, with folks. So they're, they're in a way uh, serving as an accountability partner for these folks as they continue their journey after their work concludes with us. Yeah. And how does somebody get, get to work with you? How do we, yeah. well, just, just ask, I give you get, yeah. get what you want. Just ask. We, we are, um, so we are currently like we're, we're in high growth mode right now. We have a team in place that can work with, we work around 10 to 15 clients a month through these, this work that we call a brand unlock. That's our four week, uh, deep dive into your leadership brand strategy, your leadership brand content, um, and just getting that roadmap for you and that playbook to go, to go launch. Right. So the brand unlock is something where we typically start with it with a quick exploratory call to see if there's a fit, if if what we provide, our philosophies about leadership development are a fit for you. Um, and then we get to go deep into that discovery, right? We start the process and our, our clock starts with that first discovery session. And, and within four weeks, we have a very efficient and effective process in place. Uh, it's still very high touch, obviously very customized, but we will work with you um, through a series of three meetings over those four weeks to deliver uh, your full brand strategy and your brand story at the end and, um, you know, equip you to kind of go on to the next, the next mountain or the next task ahead of you. What impact has this made for the women who have gone through this process? Can you give us an example of, of an impact or a success that has occurred as a result of the brand unlock? 
Sure. Yeah. I, I think, you know, on our, on our website, we have, we've developed what's what we call our women's leaders page, like your leaderboard. And we're really looking at this as a community of uh, highly networked, very different, very diverse, but very like-minded also in, in one way in terms of, of impact that they're seeking. So I, I could pick any one of those women to, to share a story of, but uh, I think I, I like to talk about um, some of our founders that are, that are in the mix. So these are uh, women who go through the brand unlock experience with us, not really sure of what their next step is, what their next move is. They've, they've, we always kind of talk about the first mountain and the second mountain. They've climbed that first mountain. They've had a great career. They're maybe a senior executive and they're, they're now at an inflection point. They're looking to say, okay, what's next. Um, and, and one of these, these folks, um, Kareen Million, I'll give her a shout out. So I think you may, we also know, maybe know her from our past lives, but uh, originally connected to Kareen through Pro Sports Assembly and her role there as a as a director and a content lead. Long story short, kind of through our branding work with with Kareen, we helped her get clarity and I'll say some courage, which is which is a big word, and I don't throw that around lightly, but courage to take the leap and and start her own business. Um, so uh, she's she's launched her uh, work WRK, uh, Let's Do Work.com. Check them out, but it's all about increasing diversity, equity, inclusion in the hiring and retaining of talent in sports and entertainment. So she took her great passion, her great skill set, her experience, and she's translated this through the brand unlock into this very tangible thing, her business, that's going to change the industry. And she's still, you know, she's at the heart of it. You know, Kareen is, is this, this amazing natural leader, but getting her willing to kind of put her story out there learning from her stakeholders about what makes her so special, so unique, what her talents are that maybe she wasn't sharing her aspirations, her vision for herself and giving her the toolkit and that playbook and, and, and the gumption I'll say to go off and start what she's doing. And, and it's, you know, it's always a roller coaster ride as an entrepreneur. I know this, but um, to see her take that leap and do that and, and grow her business and continue to leverage that amazing network that she worked very, very hard to build up. That is one of you know our favorite stories to share, but she's, um, She's an amazing uh, continued collaborator with us, and we're we're so proud of her. Yeah, and this is how small the world is. I've yep. interviewed her on the yeah. Leadership is Female podcast. Oh, my, well, uh, that's going to be my next listen tomorrow. She's she's <laughs> everywhere. I can't. We, she's 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 wild. She's out there. That's great. She's using her voice, which See, is but this so is important. Absolutely, that makes me very happy. I will I will listen today. <laughs> yeah, and just another shout out for her. She is charming, I think is yeah. probably like the best word to describe. She can find something in common with anyone yes. she, she talks to yes. and for her to launch a business, um, inside a space that connects people with opportunity is, is where the magic is going to happen. Exactly. And yep. for her to work on creating more equitable and diverse workplaces, like, oh, yeah. gives me goosebumps. Just yeah. I mean, and that's, you think about like, we have, we have this, this Venn diagram that we share, like, you know, what is a breakthrough? It's, 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 we think about someone like Kareen, where she can bring fully who she is as a leader, her talents, her strengths, her, um, her experience, her, you know, all these, this, her network, her purpose, her mission, her vision, really deep understanding of that and bring that fully into her day to day. Um, and, and, you know, she, she has, she's a, uh, Jane of many trades, right? She's, she has her, uh, her winning edge and pro sports assembly and all these initiatives, right? There's a thread, common thread through all them, but to now bring this to life through the, through the business of, of work and this, the specific, uh, facet of, there's a gap in the market that she saw 
that's really, um, that's, a, that's a great breakthrough for, for her, right? But also for society, this is something that an, an initiative that's going to help, you know, change the game for a lot of people. And that's, that, that to me is like our best, you know, I, I, one of, you know, we don't, we don't talk about case studies, but like, I look at her as a great example of that. Yeah. And this isn't just for women who are launching into an entrepreneurial right. journey. Yes. There is real magic to finding your voice within your current employment. If you've been promoted into a big role and you need to define what that voice looks like, how do you advocate for your company? How do you grow within that role? You know, Breakthrough Brands is also for you in defining what that next step in leadership yeah. looks like. Absolutely. Um, and just on that note too, one of the, the challenges is always about, you know, investing in yourself. And I think when we talk about um, women leading at large organizations, this type of work is part of your professional development, part of your leadership development. And we we play, have played a, an interesting role at some, at some large organizations as a, as a critical puzzle piece um, in, in this idea of how do I professionally develop women, uh, emerge women leaders or established women leaders to, to grow in their impact within the organization and also to, to retain these, these women, right? Where that's, this is a big challenge that we're seeing, uh, especially as of late, but the idea of asking for this as an investment, as part of your development journey has been something that, you know, again, we equip folks with, with the confidence to go ask for this um, as a resource and in, 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 in a tool in their toolkit, if you will. But we absolutely see large companies see this as a value because the stronger that their women leaders are, the clearer their communication, the more effective their messaging is, it, it connects the dots very quickly to business results and retaining these women and them attracting and recruiting amazing talent. And it has a very positive halo effect. So it's it's a driver, a growth driver for, for organizations, not just for the individual. I think that's an important um, point. Yeah, absolutely. And retention is something that we're talking about today more than ever. And investing in the leaders within your company is uh, a really important way to keep them on your team and exactly. keep them making an impact. So, yeah. and you know, they're, they're your ambassador out in the world, right? If you're, you know, used to be, you know, when I worked at Wrigley, I was an employee of Wrigley. I got sort of uh, consumed by the, the, the parent brand. And I was just, you know, this feeling like a, um, a representative of the company the, the the equation is almost flipped now where where you are you're the ambassador your your brand is out in the forefront as a leader and you're you're uh impacted and your connection is haloing back to the corporation almost so you're you're out there individually but you're you're also an ambassador for that organization or or school or corporation whatever it is that you're working with and that you can serve you know increase your own presence as a leader but also that it has a very positive effect back onto the organization and a lot of these companies from a reputation perspective or getting their awareness out, they are looking at these women and men, but their leaders as, as being the, the, uh, the forefront of driving awareness for the company. If you are listening to this podcast, I know you are a busy professional. We can agree. We are always looking for products that are convenient and make life easier. Mobot water bottles are one of these products. It's a water bottle and a foam roller in one. I use the water bottle at the gym, staying hydrated in boot camp and then flipping the bottle on its side at the end of class to quickly foam roll my legs. It helps with recovery and gets me back to work faster. Get yours at mobot.com and use the code leadershipisfemale, all one word, to get 15% off. Support Lonnie Cooper, the female founder of this product, and support yourself. This is a must-have 
wellness water bottle. At Leadership is Female, we are serious about supporting you in your career. That includes the tips to get you ahead inside your current organization or provide you with the next big opportunity in a new role. That's why we have partnered with Legacy Search, an executive recruiting firm specializing in mid to senior level executive searches across professional, collegiate, and minor league sports. Check out the openings listed at LegacySportsSearch.com or in our monthly Leadership is Female newsletter. Hint, if you have not signed up for the newsletter, head to leadershipisfemale.com. If you find a job listed at Legacy Sports Search that looks like it should be yours, email us at leadershipisfemale at gmail.com and we will introduce you directly to the opportunity. This is your career. Make the most of it. You have heard so many of the professionals on this podcast talk about the importance that a mentor has made in their career. I've had so many listeners reach out to me to ask me about mentorship. The problem is mentors don't grow on trees. I'm working with my company, The Assist Group, to, well, provide the assist. We're going to form a mentorship cohort so that we can make sure you find the mentor you need to help your career grow. Make sure you're on the list to get all the details when they drop later this year. Visit theassistgroupwins.com to join the waitlist. With that, let's get into the top four takeaways. Number one, the world is a better place when women lead. Number two, self-awareness, guidance from the champions in your life, and self-reflection of your accomplishments are the top three areas you can work to create the mindset necessary to use your voice. Number three, the sweet spot for achievement is having the will plus the skill. And number four, your North Star is your purpose. Use that star to guide your mission forward and empower your personal brand. Yeah, absolutely. I, you're so spot on with, with that definition and its importance and the yes. way that business has evolved. And we're, we're talking about the things that we're doing and having that halo effect on the company with every post on LinkedIn, with the way that we're showing up to our kids' soccer games in the community. I mean, uh, where we're investing any of our extra resources for donations to not-for-profits, like the whole thing is that backwards reflection. So think about that as a company when you're really wanting your people to have that defined voice, feel empowered and represent the the company in the brightest light possible. It's such an important exercise. Yeah, you got it. Exactly. So I want to talk about you a little bit as an entrepreneur and ask you, you know, you started this business in 2019. It's so important. I think we could talk for hours about how valuable your, what you provide is for women, but for you, how much has sheer willpower played into your success to launch this company and and keep it going and now be in that major growth mode? Yeah. Um, sheer willpower. I love it. I, that's, I'm like, Ooh, I like that idea. I, th- I mean, maybe I have that. Um, I, I think about, um, that question makes my mind go to this idea of like will and skill, right? So you can have um, a lot of will to do something, but no skill. And that's problematic or a lot of skill on something, but not a lot of will. And that's problematic. But the sweet spot is when you have skill and you have a high skill and high will. Um, And I think I look back, um, you know, 2019, when I started this, the company, as I mentioned, I spent almost, you know, almost 20 years in in the working world, so to speak, climbing the corporate ladder, learning, growing, getting my MBA, um, ups and downs, twists, turns, all those things. I was gaining experience. I was gaining skills. 
I could not have started Breakthrough Brands 10 years ago, 15 years ago, definitely not 20 years ago, because I did not have the skills. So I look at, you know, the kind of the convergence of an increase of skills with, I, I do have a strong inner will to, uh, to, to succeed, to help others, um, to, to, to do good, right. To do, to, to uh, buy in for others. And the, the willpower comes into play definitely when things get tough and where things are uncertain at the, at, especially at the outset of a, of a new business. So I felt confident kind of starting something because, okay, I have the skill set in branding, the skill set marketing. I'm, I'm not afraid to, to talk to people. Um, you know, I've, I've sold things. I've, I've been in front of audiences, you know, putting, putting myself out there, so to speak. I had that, I had a number of skill sets that I knew I could leverage. And when things get uncertain or tough, that's when that will willpower and just sheer determination. And I think the thing that keeps us going and keeps me going, it keeps our team going is the the guiding light the north star if you will of the the mission of the company that's strong and true and you believe in it and you're willing to kind of endure the bumps in the road and the hurdles and the adversity um that's what keeps us going and that's what kind of keeps the 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 fire of the willpower uh burning so to speak so that i was lucky i think to identify that purpose and mission early on and be and be very intentional about why we exist as a business and what we're trying to do and who we serve um, so that when things got tough or uncertain or, hey, maybe this month wasn't as good as we anticipated it to be, or we thought we had this deal that didn't come through, you know what, it's going to be okay because we just got to keep reaching out to people, keep spreading the word, keep doing the work. So I think with strong purpose and mission, willpower, kind of that flame can 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 stay alive. And when you don't have that, it's that, that flame can kind of get blown out pretty easily. Is there a big hurdle that you've had to overcome and what tools did you use to get over that hurdle and then propel yourself forward afterwards. I think, you know, we, this is, was not necessarily a hurdle per se, but, you know, big like life change or a shift of like, you know, of kind of the path that you're on. So we, uh, my wife and I back in uh, 2017, we, we took another leap of faith. We moved from Chicago uh, out to New Hampshire for, for a job opportunity for her and combination of uh, a, a t- a appetite for adventure and something new, just, you know, getting, moving the kids to a, a new, you know, lovely nature laden place, right? This, this beautiful spot of New Hampshire. So we took this bit, bit of a risk, um, moving to New Hampshire, new job, new baby, all these things, right? Stacking of life events. We're really good at that. And that it was in that midst of kind of when we settled into New Hampshire, that's when this business idea sort of percolated for me, I had some time, I had some space. I had stepped off the conveyor belt of the corporate roles that I was on and I, I got the gumption to start start the business. When we decided to move back to Chicago, that's another story for another podcast. Um, we'll save that one. Uh, I had to almost re-network myself back in Chicago. Um, I had worked in in the you know New, New England area for those couple of years to get get clients and get opportunities going and sort of working that network, so to speak. And I'd gone to college out there, so I had some some you know uh, good starting points. But moving back to Chicago was almost like completely re-networking ourselves and reacclimating and reestablishing, you know, almost relaunching this business here with with the network we have here. Um, and you know, we're, we're a remote business and we we work coast to coast. But there's something about sort of your home territory, your home network, and making sure that you're um, you know you're leveraging that and and serving that and working with that. So that was. The moving, uh, you know, anytime a family transitions, moves, it's always 
a little bit unsettling, moving a business location, like you know, moving the LLC, re-networking, all those things. And you just have to be, again, intentional and, and you know, kind of get through those changes and let, let things kind of settle and then have a plan to rebuild sometimes and, and, and reinvent some things. And that was, I look back and that was kind of a tumultuous four-year span, but, and you sprinkle COVID in there too. You're like, what is what is happening? Um, so we've all kind of gone through that together, but it's uh, now great to be back home. Great to, you know, reconnect with, with uh, friends and family and, you know, my business school network here, all those things are kind of coming back together. So it gets better. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what I really heard you say in overcoming that hurdle, your network, leaning on yep. your network, reinvesting in yes. your network, restarting your network yep. and, you know, having the courage to do so networking yeah. can be challenging and you have to really put yourself out there to make it happen. And so finding the courage to do so really yep. got you to that place where you wanted to be again exactly. uh, so that you could take off. Yeah, exactly. I think with, with all the, our networks, right. It's knowing, um, you know, kind of like mapping your network, but like people genuinely want to help each other. I, I believe that. So knowing when to say, Hey, can you help me out with something? Or I have this idea, or do you know someone? And we are, um, you know, always trying to promote and grow our business. And we have to do that with and through other, other people. And I had to kind of get over, get over myself. I'll say about being, you know, reaching out and asking and you know having a meeting or, you know, asking for those connections and, you know, always providing some value to folks, but, but not being afraid to ask for help. Yeah. I love that. Such a great reminder. And okay, we've talked so much about yeah. Chicago. Yeah. So let's share the city with our listeners. Yeah. If you yeah. don't live there, gosh, I could have like a hundred questions of just things I wanted you to highlight, starting with pizza, favorite bar. What do you do? You and the kids do on the weekend. Yeah. Um, so and then the ever important question of how do you make space for your business and motherhood? Yeah. Okay. Lots of, so I'll start with the, the easy one. Cause if I don't answer the question about pizza in this way, I'll be um, kicked out of my family. So my, uh, my parents and my brother are business owners. Uh, they're entrepreneurs in the pizza business here in Chicago. So if you're ever in LaGrange, Illinois, which is a Western suburb, Aurelio's pizza is A-U-R-E-L-I-O-S, Aurelio's um, it is a, I, well, I would call it a South side pizza chain that has emerged over the last uh, 50, 60 years. But my parents and my brother um, are running the LaGrange location and also down in Naples, Florida, if you're ever down there. So Aurelio's pizza, number one, I'm not just saying that, but I have to, but delicious, kind of a sweet sauce and a cheese that gets, you know, car caramelized when you cook it. And it's actually a thin crust, which is shocking to most people. When they think about Chicago, you think deep dish, but this is a really delicious very unique uh, thin crust pizza and keep it in the family. I have to do that. So I love that. Yum. My mouth is watering. Okay. So then the kid around. activities, I got, I got, I'm now I'm hungry. So I'm thinking about pizza. What was the yeah. next question? <laughs> yeah. Um, so what do you guys do on the weekends? Okay. So weekends. And so definitely is driven by the season. So we're in the, the, like the dead center of winter right now, which with, with our kids, uh, we're playing basketball. So Lindsay and I, uh, my wife, Lindsay, we each coach one of our daughters in the Oak park, uh, park district basketball league. So our weekends are basketball filled. We're not doing that. We are, we like to go out to eat, take the kids out downtown to some of our favorite old restaurants. Um, we like to go to museums. We love uh, the science industry museum, the aquarium. I think we're going this weekend, um, but we try to get the kids to access this great city. That's, you know, about five miles from, from where we live and just kind of tap them into the, to all that offers. 
I'm having like the flashback of all of the great Chicago memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so much to do. And if we can squeeze in a Bulls game or a Chicago Sky game, or I'm always like, I never say no to a Cubs game. Like, I don't think I've ever said no to, to that. So I'm depending on who's playing what sport, I'll, I'll try to get to some sporting events. So love it. And then the, the question that we still are answering is yeah. the, uh, the making space for your business and all of your personal yes. goals alongside motherhood. Do you yes. have any, what are your tips to share? Yeah, I think, I mean, we're, we're experimenting with this one, so I'm not sure if it's a, it's a validated tip yet, but we are very like open with our kids about our work and who we work with. And we'll talk about, you know, it's hard to turn off the switch of like the, the work day into dinner time, And, you know, we work from home and uh, we travel a bit, but we're, we're mostly, you know, working from, from our home offices. So the boundaries get blurred a little bit. So we talk about work a lot. We, we get to work with so many amazing clients and it's hard not to, to discuss them and their stories. And rather than sort of keeping that separate from the kids, they're, they're part of those conversations and they, they have opinions, they have perspectives and they have questions. And I think involving them in the process and, and explaining to them, you know, not just sort of uh, like airbrushing, like what you do for work for them, but being real with the kids about like, you know, what do you actually do and how do you do it? And who do you work with? And why are you doing the work that you're doing? Um, and I think they've been definitely like front row seat, you know, in, in watching this business from, from the early stages and they know our clients, right? They know these women, a lot of them, um, or they, they've seen them or they'll see them on our website and kind of bringing it to life. So making like, there's not always this like hard line between work and family and my life and their life. We, there's a lot of intermixing and kind of transparency to what we're doing with our kids. And I, I, I like them being involved in, in our, in, in our work and, and knowing what we do. And, you know, there's a filter on it because they're kids, right? We're not going to you know go into the gory details, but I think it's part, part treating them, you know, as part of, part of our, part of our team, right? These kids are part of this journey. Um, and I think we, we also make an intentional effort to the mealtime is important part to kind of connect and kind of share those stories. So we want to hear about their stories from the day. We'll share our stories in the day. And we'll, we'll kind of, you know, share those moments together. And that's that dinner time, that meal time is like really important. Um, it's kind of hectic. Sometimes we try to try to protect that time. And then just, I think for us, like me personally, kind of maintaining, um, you know, you, this whole thing of like, we're, we're all of our, our work is in service of others. We've got these kids, we've got this whole thing, like other focus, but making sure that we carve out time to, you know, like the self-care and self-awareness and, you know, for whether it is uh, going for walks or meditating or reading, just having some, some alone time, I'll say for me personally, that helps me recharge because so much of it is externally focused a lot. So I try to, you know, protect the time with family over meals, openly share with them what we're doing, and then make sure I still have time in the day to do something that is, um, you know, more self-reflective and more just, uh, you know, calming, I'll say, because it, it can be a hectic pace. You're not the first successful woman to include their kids on the, on the journey. Yeah. And I oh, think that yeah. that's an interesting, an interesting opportunity we yeah. have working as entrepreneur or in the yeah. sports industry is including your kids in bring the them to a game, bring them to a meet. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And they're, and they're walking around the background sometimes yeah. like you can't be in the zoom, but <laughs> not so, so far. I'm like, what do you do? Advice? No, but yeah. it is, it's different than I think when we grew up, I, I kind of didn't know really what my parents did for work. I kind of knew, but 
it wasn't, you know, wasn't really discussed. It was just like, oh, they go to work. Like that's what they do. That's beautiful. I love it. So, all right. Final four questions. Okay. Oh yeah. These are good ones. Yeah. The first one, what's your best piece of advice for women to apply today to level up tomorrow? Do not be afraid to ask for what you want. And where are you traveling to next? Next trip will be in, well, for the final four for women's basketball, we're going to, uh, going to go to Dallas and we will be, uh, half work, half fun. And I'm very excited to, um, enjoy that time with a lot of friends. And what is your pump up song? This, this is a hard one. So I, I, you know, for however many years I played basketball, you know, 20 years, I was usually the one responsible for like, what, what was the mixtape then became the mix CD then became like the USB drive. And now it's like, it's all in the cloud. So I was always the one sort of galvanizing, organizing the pump up mix. So I, I have like lots of songs, but I think if I go back into my, like my brain, deep into my brain memory, I would have to weirdly say, say um, Van Halen jump, like that sort that beginning of this totally eighties. And I'm dating myself with that. But like, if I go back to like that, that song, if I, if I hear it, like I will want to jump up and like, just run, like that's the song, but that is classic eighties. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. And then finally, what yes. is your favorite quote? My favorite quote? Um, I, you know, it's, it's, it's the overuse, but it's because it's so good. Just from Gandhi, you'll be the change you want to see in the world. I think we, we all have a responsibility, um, to, to do something to make the world better. And, and one person can absolutely make a difference and we cannot do it alone. We have to do it with and through other people. But you, if you see a change that, that you want to see in the world to do something in your life, to work towards that is, is, is so important. Well, I, I think you wrapped that up beautifully. That quote just really embodies the work that you are doing each and every day, leading leading her forward, uh, helping her find her voice and using that um, to make the world a better place. So it's been such a pleasure interviewing today on the podcast. And you're a pro, you're so good. You're like very excellent. Uh, everything you've curated with this is awesome. I'm really uh, th- grateful to be a part of this and you're doing excellent work. Oh, thank you so much. And we will link up all the links uh, in the show notes. So you know exactly where to find Breakthrough Brands and and follow Laura and uh, engage. Set up a call. Let's let's chat. With their company. All right. Well, thank you so much. All right, Emily. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Time is your most precious resource, and it means the world that you spent it with us. Please help us reach more people who need to hear these interviews by hitting the subscribe button and the five-star rating on your iPhone. Do you know someone who could benefit from this interview? Please share it. Take a screenshot and post your Instagram stories, copy the link and share on LinkedIn, or text that link to your colleague. The Leadership is Female podcast exists to showcase female leadership in sports and entertainment and give you the tips to level up. We will extend a hand back to lead you forward. Extend the same hand by sharing this with someone who needs to hear it. One last thing. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at leadership is female. Now take this lesson and run. Let's go. This podcast was recorded and edited by Emily Jansen, public relations by Paige Hegedus and distributed by Anchor FM.